Welcome to Home's Room. Just like homeroom, we start off our day getting together with our homies, swapping stories, even a little kiss and tell action. This podcast contains language not suitable for younger listeners. Topics about sex and mental health. Discretion is advised. Our views are our own. Let class begin. I am super excited about this episode because it's about crushes. And uh, at some point in time, I don't know if I'm going to do it on this episode. So you might have just heard it. You might not have. I just like thought as I was uh, as I was getting ready for this episode, it's like, what can I do to like up the ante on like our intro? And I thought, you know what? I'm going to title this episode Crush Crush. And immediately Paramore's Crush Crush played in my head. And I was like, I should put that song before it. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so that might have just happened, might not have. I don't know. We'll see. Um, judge me later, I guess. I don't know. How Creative you, editing <laughs> inspo. I love it. I'm doing well. And I'm yet again pissed off at my damn LED lights because the saga continues. We've talked about it in past episodes, Matt. I can't get a solid string of these LED lights behind <laughs> me that don't break. Yeah, I'm on my like third set and we're here. This episode's coming out in February. I'm wearing my pink sweater. We're talking about crushes. And the pink and red on my LED lights doesn't work. So it's blue today because I'm sad that my LED lights aren't working. <laughs> and maybe fourth time is the charm. So if any of our listeners have any uh, solid suggestions for LED lights that won't break after the first time I use it, plug it in. But other than that, we're doing well. I'm uh, seriously considering hibernating during the cold just because this is awful like where where i'm at we're hitting below zero Mm -mm. (laughs) nope heat in my car can barely keep up i'm over yeah i was gonna say that you look nice i was saving it for when we started recording because i like giving you so like it's like a little credit box where it's just like hey matt like uh bingo those bingo those episode bingos matt complimented caitlin's look there you go um but uh sad face about the lights i forgot to turn mine on and i could grab the remote that's like two inches from me but like i feel like that'd be rubbing it in your face so i'm just gonna leave them off so it's all the only one with lights um like i said this episode though we're talking about crushes uh flows in line with the with the valentine's day e month of february but also uh we just did a interview that you will hear in season two that we are both really jazzed about with the ladies Mm -hmm. of sex reimagined and i for one like we had a ton of questions didn't get to most of them so i'm a little sad about that but the conversation that we did have and how like into it and like almost like engaged on a different level i watched you be for that conversation like that made me feel like i was getting to see what a listener reaction is like to one of our episodes in real time and it was amazing so that was fun it was the most fun i have ever had on a podcast interview in giving podcast interviews uh, being the person that does the interviewing, that was probably the most fun I have ever had recording an episode. And, you know, I um, there's still a lot that I could learn 
Uh, I really do hope that we get the opportunity to have them back in a future episode because, again, Matt did a great job researching and, you know, sharing his notes about what he was able to research and giving me some context to walk into the interview with. But I was like, floored. Those, um, those two ladies are fantastic. So I'm really excited for you all to to check it out as well. Yeah. So go check out their podcast before that interview drops. So then when you hear them on ours, you'll know who they are and why it was so, uh, why it was so fun to have them on. But, um, yeah, that's the, the, the sex, sex reimagined girls, Dr. Willow, Willow, Dr. Willow Brown and Leah Piper. Um, and I will chalk up the tongue tiedness to how cold it is, like you said. So, um, yeah, there's that. Let's heat it up though and start talking about some crushes. What do you think? Let's do it because my uh, Starbucks this morning had its pipes frozen. They could not serve me espresso. So I also had my pipes frozen this morning. So I feels that um, <laughs> that wasn't fun. Uh, but what uh, what was fun was coming up with this list, and mm-hmm. um, you seemed jazzed about it almost immediately. So I'm going to let you. Uh, we're gonna we have two uh, crushes per category, and we're gonna go from like our um our list and i think you you should do you know what maybe like you do one i do one you do your other one or or do you want to do drop both crushes at the same time let's go back and forth um i yeah this was such a cool concept and like so interesting to think back so we have six total categories we have our childhood crushes our first crushes our present crushes which is interesting to uh conceptualize as we're both married um, I know I shouldn't, but category and same gender. So I was, uh, this was really creative thinking process to like sit and be like, oh, okay. I've never actually considered this before, but, um, my first childhood crush is Joey from early episodes of Friends, like nineties Joey, <laughs> not Matt LeBlanc. <laughs> which which I said earlier and she was not pleased. She said it's Joey. I was like, but it's not, you know, I'm um I remember being young watching like uh early episodes of Friends and being like, oh my gosh, Joey's like so cute. Oh, and he was like <laughs> funny and um yeah, so not even like older episodes, but like specifically the nineties core Joey, where you're getting introduced and acclimated to who he is as a character and how he like plays into that friend group. Big old childhood crush. <laughs> yeah. I could see that. Um I uh I think that that's a, a really fun one because I think those those crushes and this is me being like super analytical with the information provided, but uh those crushes I think you can almost see the archetype of the the people you are drawn to when you mm-hmm. look at those and pay attention to like what they were and i guarantee my list will shape up to be like mm, it tracks for a lot of people um so i urge you to look at your your early crushes and see how your taste or your style or your you know whatever may have been influenced by those times and you still find certain aspects like i see him as like you know smooth but still funny and goofy and like down to earth and real where he's not made up and like super you know tv perfect he's got all of those things and i think that when i like what i know about you it definitely makes it seem like somebody that is 
genuine and true to themselves, which seems like somebody right up your alley. So I don't know. Uh, definitely descriptive of my current husband. So which if if everything pans out, will hopefully be my only husband. So <laughs> yeah, I, li- I like that. Yeah, we, we're hoping for number, for just ones for just ones. And he's a huge friends fan too. So um, it, it it and in your words, it tracks. <laughs> I like it. Uh, so am I going with my yeah. with my first so your my, first childhood crush. My first childhood crush was Nev Campbell, and uh, that was like one of those. I remember her on uh, Party of Five, and like she was probably what seemed like not too much older than me, but also like Hollywood and like actors looking young. Um, and you know, it's just kind of a, kind of a thing. Um, I, I hear you clicking and mm-hmm. I did send you an email with, with mine. So you can, okay. you can look I'm it up. They're, up. they're all, yeah, they're all listed there for you. So you can see, cause I figured you'd want it. You'd need, the, you'd need the visual. Which I, I do need the the visual and I'm glad that I just Googled who Nev Campbell is because she is the, the only way I know Nev Campbell is she's the chick from Scream. She's the girl exactly. from Scream. Which, she's a final girl. And this mm-hmm. is where, like I said, it, it, it tracks. She, she was the, the final girl in Scream. I don't know. She is the final girl in Scream. I don't know. I don't, I don't know that like any of them stack up to what that first one was. But again, it was one of those things where it was like, she's pretty she's badass i i like this so i mean i have your pictures pulled up so i'm gonna i'm scrolling through them as as you're giving yours that's a good one and especially tracking for a final girl court has final girl vibes yeah yeah, i would agree (laughs) um i would agree Uh, (laughs) all right uh what's your what's your 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 second uh first crush Going back to childhood, I was growing up at a, in a fun time during like Nickelodeon shows and I had the biggest like schoolgirl crush. There was a show that used to air on Nickelodeon called iCarly and mm-hmm. Spencer, the older brother, he was so cute and just like super. Okay, now it. Now I'm just hearing over and over again in my head at tracks because Spencer was just like this tall, <laughs> skinny, like goofy dude. And he was always so funny. And he was like this like artist who, you know, had all these crazy art installations. And apparently that was how he paid the bills for he and his sister Carly. But he was just like, like, just like the the cute older brother, whatever. So it's like, oh my gosh, Spencer. So that was... <laughs> uh formative in my childhood uh when we're talking about crushes for sure <laughs> you know what's really funny is i like we have these conversations and you're you're you were forced to, to grow up at a young age so you present as somebody older than you are and i forget how much younger than me you are and then you say stuff Am like I much that younger i'm 35 so i carly when i was when i like to me that was like the tail edge of my of my like childhood so i i only ever watched it if it happened to be on because by the time that was a thing i that wasn't my kind of tv anymore and i just think it's so it's like oh yeah i forgot you're younger than me like that i forgot you were older than me um (laughs) for our listeners i turned 30 in june of this year so i big gemini energy as the kids (laughs) say but uh yeah. So then what was like on Nickelodeon when you were watching it in, in your childhood? Uh, all that was one of them. Um, 
Okay. And it was back when it was a lot of game shows. Uh, yeah. So like Legends of the Hidden Temple. Yes. Um, I can't think of what the one was where they, it was like families and they were, or like, I think it was families and they were playing like a game show and you had to do like the stupid, weird challenges inside of like. Like pick what, the boogers out of their nose with a huge finger yeah, or something. Exactly, like, yeah. Yeah. yeah I know yeah, which so game like, show you're talking about. So, yeah. yeah. So like, and salute your shorts. Like those were the shows. So like the, I don't like the iCarly thing when like cameras got better all that stuff was like yeah uh, not a thing when i was when i was uh younger so okay. yeah it's just so funny um also What's your second like child oh go ahead i got i gotta address the fact that like you seem older and i seem younger because i'm like a 12 year old so like it just continues it balances to out. age is <laughs> yeah. just a number and you it know is. what 30 is the new 20 anyways in today's economy we gotta account for inflation whatever <laughs> I love, i'm gonna use that one next time somebody calls me old um so uh yeah my my second one this one is hands down like if there was ever a like yep it tracks moment for a crush for me it's uh dina meyer um she is dizzy from starship troopers and she was a total badass so like you know i i can't even speak enough and one of the things that's always been like unique to like what attracts me to a person in general is their eyes and mm-hmm. if you have really pretty eyes or really light eyes or you know really like dark deep eyes something that that like draws me to it it's hard for me to not just be like locked just because eyes maybe are just like a a captivating thing and i just like i said i think it's so interesting that like that has always been a thing for me so yeah but uh she like i said she was um dizzy in starship troopers super badass and then later on she was always kind of that badass in anything and yeah. uh one of my favorite saw movies she was the detective and i had no idea until i started watching it and it was like oh hey and it ended up being my favorite and she's not really like a huge part of it but it's it's her her story directly impacts why that story is so good in that in that particular movie and it was like hey it's that it's person i like so yeah yeah the picture that you sent of her totally um this is where we have a fun sidebar about color theory friends because she has like a reddish brown like dark brown reddish Mm -hmm. tint which makes her eyes pop i totally see what you're talking about she's so pretty how old is she in this picture do you know i don't um she uh i wish i could i don't remember which picture i sent but also like that was off of her instagram so it was probably relatively recently um so it's it's possible um but yeah i'm glad that you i'm glad that you approve of that one Uh, for sure so the next category that we have is our first crush and can you please our, our, our past and childhood crush so like uh without those were our first crushes our past okay. and childhood and you want me to explain this one as i assume where you were going with that yes please yes <laughs> all right so how does a past slash childhood crush differ from a first crush because your first crush was just like man i like this person they're appealing to the eyes i don't know why that's your first crush you're just like i i'm drawn to this like person for whatever attractive reasons and you don't understand it but then once you understand it and you're like, man, that person's pretty and I could watch this person for anything that they're in and, you know, it just kind of becomes a, huh, 
I enjoy this person and they are easy on the eyes. So your past and childhood is like somebody that, uh, you know, you comprehend what a crush is and you know exactly that like, yep, that one's, that one's a good one. I like that one. I like that one. Yep. So yeah. Um, do you want to go first? Or you want me to go first on this one? You go first this time. All right. I'm gonna go first. And, uh, we had this conversation before we were recording where like, Matt LeBlanc is not who you have a crush on. You have a crush on 90s Joey. And mm-hmm. I have a crush on Xena. Again, one of those uh, quintessential 90s boy crushes where it's like Lucy Lawless as Xena, Warrior Princess, um, own own the box set of the show. But um, it, again, like badass chick doing everything that uh, that she shouldn't be doing, especially in a time she sh- you wouldn't have seen on screen uh a woman doing those things so like absolutely uh hands down one of the like most vivid crushes i remember having and uh again like i said super badass it tracks (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) um my first for this category kind of fits into a couple but i put them here for a reason it is nicholas cage and national treasure the character that he plays in national treasure specifically the first national treasure because the second national treasure was dog shit compared to the first and let me (laughs) tell you why setting the foundation of like this long treasure hunt that goes back to the beginning of the the foundation of the united states and almost still decoration independence i just thought that nicholas cage uh he was he his character was so like smart and he was doing things differently and he was thinking outside the box and uh i think kind of going back to what you were saying about our like tastes for people kind of being set in childhood or like first crushes or whatever i can see how this crush impacted what appealed to me uh in love interests in adulthood for sure the like <laughs> you know um the adventure the sense of adventure he was funny um the like relationship that he had with his dad in the first movie was also something that i kind of saw mirrored a little bit in, with my own father in our own kind of way um and he was like really cute so <laughs> <laughs> good old ben gates good old ben gates um uh, i like that one and i think that that is uh, again it's i'm people often ask why are you so quiet and the reason i'm really quiet is because i'm analyzing stupid stuff like how does my crush fit into my current lifestyle and i don't want to explain that because they're gonna look at me like what the fuck what so i i just i just say i don't know and move on because i because i don't need to explain it but again when you start to look at it and like i said i want people out there listening to this Make a list of your crushes, see what patterns emerge, because you might be like, huh, I never realized that. And it might tell you something about yourself you didn't know, um, or tell you something you did know. And I, I can see a, almost a, um, an upscale version, a more uh, adult night out evening uh, version of Joey Tribbiani in that pic. So I, it tracks. I, again, that one is a, a very, uh, very interesting pic. Joey wasn't as smart as Ben Gates, but they could both get it. So, <laughs> uh, okay. Um, my uh, my second one is uh, Regina King, and again, Regina King 
in uh what i'm trying to think of the name of that movie now uh poetic justice she wasn't like that great of a character but she was definitely really pretty she has gorgeous eyes and then i started seeing her in other stuff and a lot of people might know her now as something different than what she used to be and i will always remember her as the like i don't want to say mouthy but like the don't take shit from anybody kind of like girlfriend or or like you know wing woman to somebody in a movie and now i love who she's become as an actress because she's gotten roles that like showcase her abilities more than she would have instead of getting typecasted um one in particular is uh um trudy in uh harder they fall uh she was almost like i don't want to call her a villain because she's only a villain per matter of perspective and i think that she did amazing in that role so it's like her level of talent her level of like you could even at a young age i could tell that like skill wise and acting wise she had a ton of talent that just wasn't shown and i was like captivated by it so it's like yeah that one regina king i love the purple in her braids in the the picture that you sent me yeah (laughs) and now now that i'm trying to think of it too i'm trying to think of other movies that i have seen her in and i'm coming up blank yeah she like i said it becomes one of those things and not like knocking you or anything but she was in a lot of black culture movies so it's movies that you might not have seen or you might not have again as as somebody that was kind of like typecast as like that side character you might not have noticed and then you go back and watch and you're like oh hey you're also in this movie or oh hey you're also in that movie and you know now she's she's in quite a few I don't want to say smaller things, but, but like niche, like audience things where like, yes. you're only going to, you're only going to watch if you, if you're a, a, a like partaker of that Which genre, I guess. A partaker that I am of is, uh, the Miss Congeniality movies. So yeah. I just pulled yep. up her IMDb and I was like, oh, that's how I know Regina King. She's in, mm-hmm. uh, the second one. The second I don't know one, if yep. she's in the first one as well, but she's in the second one. And that's a great movie. That's mm-hmm. a wonderful movie. Um, and I really liked her and uh, Sandra Bullock's relationship, their character relationship in that movie as well. Yeah. Like I said, she that was, again, it's another one of those, like, where she was, like, a um, uh, humble badass where she didn't act way higher than she needed to for the role. But you could tell that, like, she did it she she has more in there so uh what is Absolutely. your what is your your second uh past slash childhood crush so this one i don't know if this one will track or not but it was johnny <laughs> tsunami yeah I from the like that. 90s disney channel movies and it's like a in a weird way too um my sister went to law school in boulder colorado she graduated a few years ago but she facetimes me one night after she gets back from watching one of her law school friends play in like intramural basketball or something like it was just like not serious competitive basketball and she goes my friend at law school you'll never guess who we played tonight in basketball in boulder colorado at some at some 
college gym. I was like, what? She's like, it's Johnny Tsunami. Johnny Tsunami lives in Boulder. And she like ran into him like two more times yeah. before she left or something. Yeah. So I was like, oh my gosh, I get to see Johnny Tsunami play basketball. <laughs> but it was like, like, um, I felt like back in the early 90s, specific to male actors or, you know, preteen actors in Disney Channel, they had a certain typecast. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah tall skinny white blonde kid and johnny tsunami was the first one of the first times that i saw a more diverse character and one of the first times i was like oh he's really cute oh my gosh i don't run into many people that look like johnny tsunami uh in jefferson county missouri while i was growing up if you could imagine (laughs) so it was um it was it was very uh eye-opening for uh for uh, what is that? Early two thousands, Caitlin, back in middle school. <laughs> <laughs> so this is again where you just like hit me in each thing because the early two thousands. I graduated high school in two thousand six, so it's no, like you didn't, dude. Yeah. So it just like it just hit me really hard right there. I was like, damn. Okay, moving on. Uh, Sorry. So do you, do you want to do our present crushes or do you want to do present last? Um, let's do it. Let's do our let's do our present last. Okay. I like that move. All right. So do you want to do same gender or? Yeah. All right. So we'll do same gender. And uh, I will I will state this. And it's something that I always kind of like, I don't know, have, I don't want to say shame, but a little bit of like guilt about when I think about my crushes, I often think like, there's a lot of white people on my crush list. And it makes it seem like I don't, I'm not like, I like I have a problem with like, and one of the things that I came to realize in like analyzing that thing was I... I see my sister or my cousin or my niece or somebody and a lot of black women. And it's hard for me to like, to picture that. Like everybody talks about how gorgeous Zendaya is. And I think she is really pretty, but she also Mm -hmm. reminds me of my daughter. So it's hard to like, it's hard to see her in any other light, but that she reminds me of what my daughter is like in personality and like physical traits and so it becomes that thing where like i see this person who reminds me of my sister or who reminds me of you know the one of my cousins that i grew up with however i didn't have any male siblings at all so uh my list when it comes to crushes i think i have you know probably two of the like most gorgeous like black dudes you could have on a list so my first one and this is this i i posted this to instagram and it didn't get any traction it made me really sad so maybe we'll have to do this again but my vote for sexiest man alive this this last year who should have won and i don't remember who won the last time and i was really disappointed in that pick but uh aldous hodge is just like i mean i don't know what like dude's got a a a really genuine humble like persona and and attitude but is like yeah i don't know like i got i'm speechless no words i don't know who this man is i'm gonna pull like a kiki palmer i couldn't Mm -hmm. tell you who this man was if i saw him on the street (laughs) (laughs) he's fine i have no clue what he does or what he has been in i'm not mad that i have a picture of him pulled up (laughs) on my computer screen in front of me right now i'll tell you that much Um, what has he been in uh, he was in Straight Outta Compton. He played MC Ren in Straight Outta Compton. Uh, most recently, he was in uh, Black Adam as uh, Hawkman. And um, I'm trying to think of other things that like 
people would have remembered him for the biggest thing that like i remember seeing him in and i'll like a, a random segue in a second um is uh leverage he was um i think his name was parker but i don't remember what his first name was um but he was uh, the hacker he was he wasn't the muscle he he was the smart guy and again a role of a character like turned on its ear where they didn't just have an african-american as like the tough guy he was he was actually the brains um but his brother is actually the guy from the first purge that got like that snuck into those people's houses uh and he's also pretty attractive so there's the hodge brothers are um yeah but uh, i don't know why you didn't send me a picture him too then matt (laughs) damn um (laughs) so who's your first same gender my friend all right this was a a something that we all i think were obsessed with at one point in time specific to one of the seasons of orange is the new black and that is ruby rose yeah um i remember because uh, she just like blew up overnight mm-hmm. and she was gorgeous and she has this like beauty i think she's australian maybe or she's from new zealand so she has like this mm-hmm. Yeah. Beautiful and super interesting accent. But again, corn fed white bitch from Missouri's <laughs> gonna find see anything that's not Southern as like super exotic or whatever. Yeah. Um, there was this video though that she had posted to her social media, maybe that was kind of showing um showing her in like a bodycon dress and heels and with a long blonde wig on and all her tattoos are covered in makeup and it's like this visual art piece about her coming to terms with who she is she like scrubs off all the makeup her tattoos are showing she takes the wig off and at the end of it she's dressed in very like masculine like she's embracing androgyny and kind of like showing a more masculine side to um you know women sexiness but also just like fashion in general and mm-hmm. i remember that being like a really kind of interesting thing that i even now in adulthood i'm still playing with um you know embracing more masculine style how i can uh you know embrace more masculinity and masculine pieces in my jewelry and i feel like that um concept was totally foreign to me until i saw ruby rose now am i also a huge fan of the John Wick movies and I'm so fucking pissed that they made her an assassin <laughs> in one of the sequels and they made her deaf. No. Mute. Yeah. Mute. They made yeah. her mute. And I'm like, how dare you? She has the voice of an angel and an accent that is just so fun to listen to and so interesting. They made her deaf like mute. Yeah. But she was still a badass. She was a tattooed cover badass. And she, she for a second, made me feel like I could probably chop my hair off and do like what, but I don't have the bone structure for it. So uh, dodge that bullet. But Ruby Rose is my first one. And I don't think I'm alone in that too. It was like a no, huge, it was a not. huge fandom wise thing um, in Orange is the New Black around that time. People I were obsessed she, with her. I bet she made a lot of women question her sexuality in all honesty. So yeah, no um i i i can support that pick um now this second same sex crush that you have for you same gender crush for you yeah he should be Um, on my list somewhere else 
Yeah, so this one, again, is like one of those, like, he's already been voted Sexiest Man Alive, so it was good. Um, his movies, his acting is, you know, amazing. And I, I like that sometimes he takes a lot of roles that end up being more culture driven and that's really hard to do for somebody that's just a pretty face or you know could easily be just like a pretty face like um a paul walker kind of thing where like everybody's like oh i go gaga for you so like they're just in fun movies but you know he takes a lot of like hard-hitting roles and i enjoy that with the exception of you know the creed movies so uh michael b jordan is uh definitely got to fall on that list and i remember being like i don't i don't know how old i was when i first watched it i because we came I, I wish i could remember but uh friday night lights had come out and uh i remember watching them on friday night lights and being like i kind of like the way this kid's acting and he makes me think of people that i would have grown up around or you know just as easily been me and have a similar attitude and then as he got older and the roles he took like i said were like huh and then you know he got michael b jordan and it was like yep it's an attractive man he right got there. fine yeah fine um, foot yeah so that's that's my second one i don't really know too much about his acting roles outside of black panther black yeah. panther came out when i was in grad school and let me tell you me uh myself and three of my gal pals um from grad school went to go see black panther in theaters together and all of us were just crying at the credits it was such a beautiful movie mm-hmm. and did like just demonstrated a hundred percent i wish i would have learned it earlier that representation matters so yeah. much you saw yeah. all these examples of kids who were like i have a superhero who looks like me yep. and they couldn't 1, really say that i mean they had to go out of their way to seek that out versus a huge blockbuster movie hey, with an amazing meteor soundtrack we had meteor man the fuck is a meteor man matt yeah you'll have to go look it up if you don't know what meteor man is but what? that was a joke for for the initiated that was a joke they'll get it <laughs> I, don't know. I, don't, I don't know who that man is i couldn't pick him out if i was walking down the street um but an amazing movie with an incredible storyline a villain michael b jordan fine yeah. fine as fuck but to top it off with Black Panther, you're going to have a bomb as fuck soundtrack that is going to carry me emotionally through grad mm-hmm. school for the rest of the of my time at school. Kendrick Lamar killed it yeah. on that album. Oh my gosh. Just the entire thing was just this beautiful uh, love story to culture and just black excellence that I don't think anybody had seen before so it's not even like obviously michael b jordan's foreign as fuck as i have said three times now already but for him to be a part of something that was also so revolutionary for modern day filmmaking was just wonderful for the culture yeah it was i would agree with that um i enjoy Boing. seeing <laughs> i enjoy seeing you know uh young white kids running around with black panther like t-shirts and like you know just uh merch if you will and to me it's just it it shows a level of like i wonder what what that parent thinks having their kid run around 
in not Superman stuff and having to understand that their kid saw something that sparked a like beauty. Um, we watched uh, Echo over the weekend and no spoilers. I, asked, I haven't seen it yet. I asked, yeah, it's fine. Um, I asked Lincoln if she liked all of the, um, the colorful, um, beadwork and things like that, that they were, that they had. And especially towards like the, the latter half where she was immersed in her culture. And I wasn't, I didn't expect her to have like a solid answer, but her answer was like a thumbs up, which means like she, that's her, that her way of communicating is if she likes something, she'll give a thumbs up and she like lit up about it. And it just makes me happy that that culture is being portrayed and, I think that I'm, I'm, if superhero movies and TV shows do one thing, bringing cultures to mainstream where others might not have, I fucking love it. But um, moving on from that back to uh, not our rabbit hole that we like to fall down. What is your second same sex or same gender? Second sorry. same gender crush I stole from you right before we started to record. <laughs> and let me tell you. I was glued to my damn iPad screen the entire time that the Johnny Depp Amber Heard trial was going on. Okay. There's a YouTuber, um, Emily. I can't remember her last name right now, but she, um, she's a lawyer. She was live streaming all of the, um, the, she was watching the live stream and giving live action. Like I'm a lawyer. This is what this means. These are the possibilities of motions, like explaining all of it to us plebs who have no idea and never went to law school amber heard is on this this crush list of mine because she's just so pretty now after the things that i heard and saw and witnessed that uh for the media frenzy that was around the johnny depp amber heard trial uh <laughs> <laughs> she's just really pretty how about that yeah, i'll just yeah. keep it at that yeah. um oh. you know all you know all of the the domestic violence and emotional abuse financial abuse everything that went on in that relationship i really hated that people um made it a huge thing saying that as somebody who was glued to it but also because i work in the criminal justice system mm -hmm. i just find court interesting i was doing the same thing for the what's his face brooks trial and it wasn't because i thought he was cute you know <laughs> court just interests me um amber heard so pretty i have actually never seen um aquaman mm -hmm. and if it's true that her relationship with johnny depp actually did blackball her and stall her career out that's really unfortunate if that is factual actual i don't think that they could prove damages and she lost that part of her counterclaim against johnny depp they both want some they both lost some whatever she's just really fucking pretty especially with blonde <laughs> like just the blonde yeah. hair and some of her red carpet looks um some of the pictures that i saw of her during the media coverage i was like oh my god she's just stunning maybe i should go blonde again <laughs> <laughs> um i 
like you said, you stole that one from me because I gave it as an example for our next category, which mm-hmm. is I know I shouldn't, but dot 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 because I thought about putting her on that one because she is pretty, but ultimately I I went a different direction and she's I'll so explain, problematic. Yeah, I'll explain. <laughs> I'll explain this category. I know I shouldn't, but is uh, somebody that like maybe you shouldn't have a crush on because of you know what they represent and like it's not about like crushing on them it's about their standing or what they've accomplished with their you know their voice or whatever that thing is or you know like in a case like amber heard where it's like maybe they're you know fallen from grace a little bit in the public eye or whatever so it's like i know i shouldn't but um i do have a crush on and who's your first one my first feels like a taboo um it is older tom Selleck from blue bloods yeah i like it uh, yeah, i mean tom Selleck can fall on any list and i'm pretty sure everybody's gonna be like yeah tom i have Selleck. always had a crush on tom Selleck, but here's why it feels like i shouldn't some of his mannerisms remind me a lot of my father god rest his soul and there's also very clearly like an age thing there too but i'm specifically saying older tom Selleck because older tom Selleck can get it in blue bloods he's <laughs> like he's the chief of police for nypd He's like the the patriarch of the family. They all gather around the dinner table and Mark Wahlberg's brother and his wife are, you know, their kids are running around. He's doing the whole we're Catholic family and all, you know, whatever. It feels taboo because he is so much older than me. Tom Selleck at any age can get it. And you heard it here first at Home's Room Podcast. That's what's up. Hey, Caitlin. <laughs> what? It tracks. <laughs> <laughs> it does doesn't it (laughs) um fuck so uh moving on to mine but that's why it feels taboo it just feels like a little i probably shouldn't but here i am i still do that's why i love this category um both of mine are newscasters and this is like one of those things where like i don't remember what show it was but like they made a joke about having a crush on barbara walters and i just remember like finding that hilarious because it's like i could totally see it because she just is so commanding she's intelligent she's like she was she just is this thing so like i could understand it and when i thought about this category i was like man i'm that whatever that movie was i'm i'm that person because that's what it is and uh both of them are uh are like well versed in the things that they do and i enjoy listening to them speak on a on a level of like when i don't want to say like a dog on a scent but when they when they when they have conviction about the thing they're trying to report on and don't want to let somebody get away with dodging the question and just the ferocity that they can go after somebody with that thing is like captivating to me so my first one is dana bash who is one of the um cnn i think she does inside politics now i'm not sure i haven't watched i haven't i try not to pay attention to the news quite as much as i used to so i i don't i don't turn it on unless there's like some like something massive that needs to be like looked at and i watch a lot of media outlets i don't just watch one because that's kind of how you figure out what's what 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 points line up and which ones don't mm-hmm. but anyway uh dana bash is my uh my first i know i shouldn't but because she's not somebody that you should have a crush on because she's she's a reporter she's there for her brain she's there for all these other things but also like i think i, I, I got a crush on her so 
brains and beauty. Is. This picture is stunning. Yeah. Um, so uh, what's your what's your next one or your last one, I guess, for this category? This might be a niche pop culture reference. I don't know. But lately, I don't know if any of y'all have paid attention to 50 Cent's Instagram posts. But he is so out of pocket with all of his Diddy <laughs> <Yes>. shit. <laughs> yeah, he yes. hates Diddy. Yeah. And so I started paying more attention to it because there were some comedians um, on Two Bears, One Cave, which is a podcast I listen to weekly. It's with Burt Kreischer and um, Tom Segura. Tom Segura brings it up and they go through some of the posts and it is the most out of pocket, insane shit I've ever heard. And listen, there are some people in Hollywood that I would not want to piss off. P. Diddy is one of them. There's a reason why it's only now coming out about some of the shit that he's been involved in. That settlement with Cassie, fastest settlement that has ever been reached in uh in yeah. a lot of different ways. It was a huge settlement for her. I'm so proud of her for coming forward and actually doing a lawsuit so that everything that was in her um and in, like initial summary of of the actual lawsuit against p diddy is public record and that was her way of actually getting um her truth out and has emboldened a lot of other women who have been wronged by diddy to come forward it so feels like i should not be crushing on 50 cent right now because he's so fucking out of pocket like all like every single thing that has been talked about p diddy in the news how he's awful towards women and abusive and physically abusive emotionally abusive financially abusive whatever p 50 cent has like put up a magnifying glass on that and been like hey everybody here's this but it is constant like he's also posted that he's going out of his way to produce a documentary about p diddy that is gonna <laughs> air sometime and it you would. know that if 50 cent is footing the fucking bill for it it is not gonna paint p diddy in a good light so he feels taboo because he can get it and he's really cute but like lately he just feels like i don't know man yeah, i don't know yeah i mean he did i don't know 50 pretty dirty too so what the hell just, are you doing it's just what he does what um, doing 50 out of pocket <laughs> so um, i get him <laughs> i i i can i can agree to both of those points um my sister would have would agree with you on that one she that is one that was one of her like big crushes when we were younger slash i'm probably sure still um my, my second slash last one for this category is se cup and if you've ever heard se cup talk to or talk about anybody she does not sugarcoat it and she um she she while being one of the people that uh is often attacked um by like opposing news outlets it's always funny because when you do a little bit of research on a person uh you know okay this is this these are those things so she was she was getting gone after by some i wish i could remember that who it was but they were quoting her and throwing all sorts of shade about what she had said and then she looked at the camera smiled and held up a book about being an evangelist and uh was like if anybody is uh an 
uh, I don't want to say an expert because that's not necessarily a word she used, but essentially if anybody is an expert on being able to have an opinion, it is somebody that was in, embraced in that life and maybe wrote a book about it. So if I say this is a thing, it's not just because the media or CNN or the left is paying me to say it. It's because it's my genuine opinion. So maybe do some research. And I was just like, damn, this chick is wild. And then I continued to watch and she continued to like, I just, I was, I was literally in tears anytime I heard her do an interview on anything. Cause she's, she's, she has her own media, everything. And she's a journalist. So she's got like writings. It, it, it cracks me the fuck up. Cause she's, she says what she says and she's unapologetic for it. And again, you know, uh, one of those situations where she's really pretty as well. So what you hey, got, Matt. buddy? What, it tracks it does doesn't it <laughs> and also according to her um profile on instagram she won jeopardy once she did she yeah brains and beauty we're yeah. seeing a theme here matt we are we are um <laughs> so uh moving on to our last category which is our present crushes and uh i think this one spans like past and present so i'm gonna list it first uh avril lavigne like i should like I, there's it just is and i don't i don't know how it, uh similar in my opinion to zach efron who has evolved with the times to still be like with the exception of the movie he's currently like doing or he just is currently like advertising for where he is an 80s wrestler where he looks a little yeah. weird. Uh, he has continued to travel with the times and be a heartthrob for every generation or the same generation, I guess, with the right, uh, the right like um, appeal, I guess. She did yeah. the same thing where she was exactly what like a 2000s like punk pop uh singer would would be and has transitioned into this edgy adult who still does stuff abby dawn stuff is probably still like just as categorized as it was then now but somehow it still works on her even though she's like in her late 30s so yeah that's my i was one. a little confused by like the harajuku kind of like detour that she took while she was developing her style it was yeah. a little confusing for me, but I, you know, I like where she ended up, you know, um, I don't, people think that her career has fallen off. What I mean, are your when, you thoughts have Lyme, on that? when you have Lyme disease and you're trying to deal with something like that, I feel like you have the right to fall off and uh, arguably her relationship to Nickelback Frontman, uh, being what it was is also a reason to have like had a, a time to to be a thing but i think her new music when she dropped her new music it picked up where she left off with a similar vibe and a similar sound and i feel like her passion for the things that she cares about shines through so i don't, i personally don't think that but i also like enjoyed her music then and i enjoy a lot of her music now some of her some of her songs are on my um like my Shazam playlist because it'd mm -hmm. be like, Oh, I wonder who this is when I first heard it. And it was like, Oh, of course that's who it is. Cause she was trying to make a comeback. So yeah, but Lyme disease, that'll do it. And fun fact, Mac also knows her lower. Yeah. Avril Lavigne lore. Didn't yeah. even know that was a rabbit hole that we would <laughs> fall down. 
Like most of the rabbit holes we fall down. Speaking Fair. of which, let's divert back to the Zac Efron one because I'm also very confused. Like the hair, the wig that they have on him on like the, the previews where he's playing yeah. this wrestler in the 80s is weird. Odd. Yeah. It's so weird. strange. It's so, so strange. But it maybe is fitting of the era. I don't know for sure. That's what I said. I was still want to see the movie because he's a good know. actor, but goddamn, he looks but strange. But it is also, I think, the first major major motion picture that he is getting in front of the camera since he's had his jaw reconstruction. Yeah, since he, yeah, since he had, yeah. And, you know, good, bad, and different, he does not look like the same person, of course, before he fractured his jaw and it was hanging off of his face. Okay. Yeah. But um yeah, it's it looks a little um uncanny valley. Yeah. Like to you know, me it just says that. I, I don't know. I think for me in that he doesn't it's not even that his jaw looks different. It literally is like the weird haircut that he has. I feel like if like when I saw him do promo for it and he just like looked normal, I didn't even notice the jaw thing until somebody pointed it out and I was like, Oh yeah, I forgot about that. And yeah. so like you know, like I get it, but also he bulked up so much for that movie. His face just generally looks different because he put on a decent amount of weight and muscle. So, like, I get it. I don't know. But um, what's it's your the first human present? growth hormone? HGH. <laughs> yep. Okay. Present crush. In an it tracks moment is Reacher. Yeah. The main character, Jack Reacher. He's so fine. And in I'm the, saying in the, the character TV show, not the not in the, the TV uh, show, not the movie. Yes. On the Amazon Prime TV show, Jack Reacher is just this giant behemoth of a man. He's all beefcake. He's smart. He can like look at a crime scene and be like, oh, well, there were three shooters and this is how I know. And I've fallen down the rabbit hole. I binged the first season in like one night. And of course, it's just my luck. They're releasing one episode per week of season two now. <laughs> so I binged the first six episodes and now I got to wait till fucking Thursdays to get my Reacher fix for the week. Um, Alan Rick Rickman Rick something is <clears throat> his actual government name. He's married. His wife is beautiful. Um, actor, real life person. I followed him on Instagram and it's not doing it for me. Um <laughs> Which, of course, he's married, whatever. So am I. <laughs> but Reacher can get it. Yeah. Um, I don't disagree with that for you. That's a choice. I will say for that. You. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I, I, again, I can appreciate, I can appreciate your pick. Um, but uh, I will say, my second pick again is a it tracks moment and it tracks if you've watched the show the 100 and she started out as a character that honestly wasn't going to get a second look and then they brought her back and did a test and when they brought her back and did a test they were like oh we can take this character somewhere and in my opinion she had the second best character arc of any character on the entire show and well, when Matt, most of the character arcs end in a burning fucking plane yeah. crash. Kind of. <laughs> there's there's three, I guess, that don't. Four, maybe. Maybe um, we should have a 100 episode because this is was, a rabbit I hole. Thought about, I thought about it and then I was like, <laughs> no, because I don't know how that would go. Um, but uh, this one is uh, Tasia Tales. And Tasia played Echo on that show. 
And both Echo and Tasia are crushes of mine, but Tasia is also on Shorzy, and she's just as badass on Shorzy as she is as Echo, but in a different way. And she's like, again, gorgeous eyes. Uh, she's so pretty. She almost her and Lindsay Morgan uh, tie for this one. I didn't put Lindsay Morgan down. But uh, Lindsay Morgan and Tasia Tales are almost a package deal because they're really good friends on top of that. So usually one's on the other's Instagram and it's like, oh, hey, look, I, I don't have to. It's, it's both of you all at once. <laughs> but um, the uh, the like I said, gorgeous, really good actor. Um, she got a really good character arc and she she did everything she needed to do with it in that show. And I loved it. So Tasia Tales, that's my, that's my uh, that's my other one. Love it. Uh, definitely fitting for present crush for sure um my last on the list certainly not least in my heart <laughs> is pedro pascal however yeah. it is pedro from his character in the second kingsman movie whiskey? where he plays the yes whiskey where he plays the cowboy and you know i'm not gonna spoil the ending for you if you haven't watched it yet please go do so and when he plays Joel in The Walking Dead, which was a cinematic masterpiece. And I am saying that as somebody who has a terrifying fear of a zombie apocalypse happening. Okay. I still, even with terror in my bones and possible the possibility of waking nightmares um, of the zombie apocalypse happening, could still appreciate how he played the character Joel in The Walking Dead. The Walking Dead has been a cult favorite video game for many, many years. I've never personally played it, but some um, streamers, like I watched PewDiePie play it many years ago. I watched Julian Solomita do his own playthrough. Are you talking about Last of Us? Yeah, what did he say? Walking Dead. Oh, fuck me. No, no. <laughs> Pedro was not in The Walking Dead. I'm talking about The Last of Us. Uh, different zombie apocalypse, still same possibility of nightmares happening. Because I have, <laughs> again, I have awful nightmares about two things one of them is the zombie apocalypse the second one is floating in space which is also <laughs> why i will never watch gravity we talked about that in a past episode so camera what are we doing <laughs> um joel is a very masculine uh character who's a badass and you know does what is necessary to survive in a zombie apocalypse he lost his daughter so um you know, he takes a liking or a, a father character or father relationship to uh, this younger girl who, term, come to find out, is immune to catching whatever virus is turning people into zombies. Beautiful storyline, wonderful character. And Pedro, the, the artistic choices that he made when he played Joel, who I already loved as a character, um, was amazing. And fun fact about the last of us the voice actor who played the girl who voiced her for the video games actually played her pregnant mother in the new adaptation that just recently came out on uh hbo i will not be watching the second season if you know you know i'm not gonna tell you um but yeah pedro in those two characters specifically present day crush <laughs> um i feel that one that one's definitely a, a good a good uh a good add to that list uh him in triple frontier 
was probably like one of my favorite uh characters that he's been because it was not different than he is but like different enough that it it showed that he could be a little grittier than like he's been allowed to be because he because he's so charming but uh he delivered one of my favorite lines and if that's if ben isn't there when we get to town we're fucking killing people and it was just such a funny line to deliver i've from never Pedro seen Pascal. it yeah it's on netflix i'm gonna put um, it on i'm gonna put it on my to watch list and i've also i know he's in narcos too um i've yeah. never watched narcos because i've seen enough cartel beheading videos yeah. i don't really want to be entertained by their horrific acts um but yeah i i still haven't checked him out in that i just admire him when i used to have <laughs> netflix and would scroll yeah. past narcos like hey pedro what's that yeah so uh if you have a um a list you want to submit and tell us who your celebrity crushes are in these categories uh please do so but also if you agree disagree have comments on people like yeah i crushed on them too let us know because i think that uh this is one where you know you you listeners out there i'm sure you got opinions or i'm sure you got people you want to be like yeah that person so uh please do because i think that'll be fun and what also is fun is wrapping this episode up and I'm going to ask my lovely co-host over here. Do you got it? That's what she said this week, my friend. I sure do. And because it is Valentine's Day, I'm just going to remind everybody that the pressure that you feel to have your life look like a certain thing by a certain age is not real. Whatever societal pressure you feel um to have your shit together i remember growing up and in my early teenage years i was like hmm 22 22 sounds like a good year to get married settle down and start having babies huh granted was i being born and raised in the bible belt and i had some specific influences and socializations and you know patterns of expectations that i was believing at that time absolutely I got to 21. I was like, I'm not done being a dumb bitch in college yet. I I do not need to be nobody's mother at this point. And I waited a long time. Um, but even when my now husband and I started dating, um, we dated a long time, longer than I honestly would have wanted when I first imagined what my life was going to look like um, before I was going to get married. I wanted what I wanted didn't end up happening. And that was for in, you know, and everything happens how it's supposed to, whether you believe in a higher power or not. I believe that everything happens how it's supposed to, when it's supposed to. I have so many friends who are um, in different seasons of life and they are kicking themselves because they're not yet married or they don't have kids or they're not a homeowner yet. Grass ain't always greener on the other side. Okay. Us homeowners over here are worried about our fucking pipes <laughs> freezing. Because it's our problem. At least if you have a landlord, you can call somebody else to get your situation figured out. All of this to say, um, if you are feeling lost because of your lack of crush or your lack of life partner or um, your life doesn't look like how you expected it to right now, you're going through whatever growing and learning season that you have to face and come out stronger through um, to be able to be open and willing to accept whatever blessings end up coming your way when they come your way. Cause they do and they will. Um, 
I'm just sitting here feeling nostalgic because we're talking about childhood crushes. And then I remember thinking about, you know, this is how I wanted my life to look like. We are, I am not who I was when I was making those judgments or setting those goals for myself as a preteen, obviously. (laughs) I wish I could go back and tell that younger version of me that, hey, it's okay. You don't have to be stressed out about this right now. Go and play with your fucking Betty Spaghetti and go watch Johnny, Johnny Tsunami again while you still can. And just be happy that you're not paying bills and you're not responsible for tiny humans yet. Okay? Don't don't wish away the good in the season of life that you have right now because you feel pressure. You think or feel like you're behind the race. There is no race. Winning the race is figuring out. There is actually no fucking race. Fun fact about adulthood, parenthood, marriage. Nobody knows what the fuck they're doing. They're just making the best choices that they can with the information that they have at that time. Nobody knows what they're doing. Nobody knows. Um, so that's what she said. Here to be the homes room cheerleader. Week in and week out. Happy to do it for you. And um, yeah, that's what she said, Matt. Uh, good. I like that message. Uh, I try. I usually try to not laugh and make noise while you are delivering those, but you hit me several times where I had no choice but to laugh. So hopefully, you out there listening also laughed. Um, but uh, yeah, another another good. You are where you are, and that's okay. Message from Caitlin, and I think we can't hear that enough as a society. Is guess what? That race they're trying to get you to run against somebody else is to keep you running on that hamster wheel. But it's the government, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But there's no <laughs> hamster wheel that you need to be running on. I like that. Um I also like getting reviews. So leave us reviews. Um <laughs> listen listen to episodes. Uh tell us what you think. Give us feedback. Comment, share, all the fun things because we, we need that to grow. My uh my goal is to grow the podcast and we need your help to do that and if you listen and you like it help us grow tell your friends share posts we can only do what we can do with our with our four hands and two eyeballs each uh we we got nothing but love to to hand out so help us help us hand it out um i think that as a interview you will hear uh coming up he said i genuinely think you're a good podcaster you got a good thing going you and your co-host are really finding a good stride and i just you just you just got to have that one episode hit and i think people are going to realize how great this is and that was probably one of the best compliments i could have ever gotten because i was feeling low so um, that's really help sweet us, yeah help us help us you know gain traction uh, help us help you how's that exactly we got uh <laughs> episode 51 here so yeah and it's a little bit long sorry but hopefully it was fun so um with that crush crush we adore you bye the bell is about to ring if you want to drop us a voice message or simply ask a question you can do that by clicking the link in the show notes below Be sure to leave us a five-star review. It helps more people find us. Theme music by Kinsey. More music available on Spotify.
Remember, every day is a class, go learn something.